Hello, and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Betting Pod with Nick and Cody coming at you with our Week 8 Best Bets recap and our Week 9 preview codes. Bit of an up and down week for us. I I actually had a really good week in fantasy and in betting, but I still felt super frustrated after Sunday for some reason. I don't know why this, this NFL Sunday just irked me beyond any reason even though i ended up going three one and one and four and one in my fantasy league so uh maybe i am just a a negative guy but uh how did you feel about this weekend i uh i'm going on the worst month stretch in fantasy football maybe history (laughs) i mean it has just been getting i've been getting beaten every single league my for the past three weeks i'm in four leagues that are that are basically just record based i'm one in eleven over these last three weeks. Oh, no. I'm sick and tired of fantasy football right now. Uh, <laughs> the picks have been a little bit better. We obviously had that 0-5 week a couple weeks ago that really killed us. So uh, the picks have been have been there. I've been in a lot of the games that I've bet also. So that's been nice. But fantasy football has bent me over this year. I thought this was going to be the year that I finally broke through in a couple of leagues. And uh, it's been a little bit of the opposite for sure. Well, hopefully you can fight back in some of your leagues. You still got a little bit of time before trade deadlines, so uh, you get a little time to make your decisions before you uh, sell or do not sell in a lot of those leagues. But let's not waste any more time codes. I want to kick this uh, recap off with both of our uh, big loss on the weekend. We were really on this Green Bay team, uh, plus one and a half at home against Minnesota. Just a bad bet pretty much from the start. Uh, They had every opportunity to get back into this one at the end, especially after Cousins got hurt. But Minnesota really just controlled this game from the jump. I think I really undervalued uh, their defense. They played really well in this one. Uh, Completely shut down the Packers. I believe the Packers' first first down of this game came with four minutes left in the second half. Or excuse me, four minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, regardless, though, an absolute pathetic showing from the Green Bay offense. Uh, I think it was 24 to 10 was the final, but yeah, I mean, it. This one never really felt like I had a chance after uh, after they went down like 10-0. You didn't feel like you had a chance until Kirk Cousins goes out. The Green Bay Packers make a drive. They get they don't score, of course. Then they end up getting the ball right back. Can't score again. Like the Vikings tried to give the Packers. Yeah, they at least did. a chance at tying that game and putting it into overtime. And, yeah, the Packers are just – they kind of suck. Yeah, they said and no thank you. Yeah, they, they're just not a good football team, and I think that's just the way we kind of got to value them. I mean, Jordan Love is not going to be it. They obviously just traded for Sewell Douglas at the trade deadline. So, uh, if you're a Packers fan, I think it's going to be a rough rest of the year for you. And they're going to just be one of those teams, unless they're getting a – a bunch of points or they're playing just another bottom five bottom 10 team probably looking to avoid them yeah i think we we get we get your wish this week so we'll talk about that game later but uh they are somehow favored by three points at home in that game against the rams uh who just lost their starting quarterback uh we have i think a third of the league i heard earlier today is starting back of quarterbacks this week so that week nine preview is going to be a fun one Uh, Cody, do you want to go with your uh, second game before I get to mine? Sure, yeah. And, yeah, 28 teams are playing. There's currently 12 backups that are pretty much lined up to start this week. So it is going to be a joy to go through. 
I'll go. I'll go through my push. We'll go on the kind of like the time order here. Eagles at Commanders. I had the Commanders plus seven. This is again another one of those that similar to my Raiders Bears from last week. I felt like I, I really called this game pretty well. It just came down to the very end of it. Obviously the interception by Sam Howell kind of secured my the tie. So, uh, I when you're betting, I always you know like I said we're shooting for sixty percent. Obviously didn't hit it because we had this push. Would have loved to have seen this be the win, but didn't really lose any money this week. You know, we're going to lose a couple of dollars because of the VIG, but this one, this is definitely one we should have seen come our way and uh, and get. But, yeah, I luckily they didn't get blown out. Not like your best bet from last year where the commanders were just never in it. Luckily it was a good game. I yeah. felt like my bet was going to cash the entire time. Just, just unfortunate there at the end, but not a bad call. These teams seem to always play each other pretty close. Kind of an interesting game here because I think you you simultaneously got incredibly unlucky and extremely lucky to push that game because uh, you were up basically the entire time. Then the Eagles make a mad dash in the fourth quarter, go up 14, and the Commanders end up coming back and uh, getting that somewhat garbage time touchdown. I guess they were actually kind of still in the game, but uh, they, yeah. they made it a seven-point game, so you pushed. Hopefully you guys got that at the plus seven. I know there was a lot of plus six and a halfs out there uh, earlier in the week, so hopefully you locked it in at seven and got that push. A, uh, a half-point loss in that game would be pretty frustrating. Um, I'll go to J- we'll, we'll jump to my push uh, as well. This was, this was extremely painful. <laughs> this was extremely painful. Jets and Giants. Uh, yeah, I. there were some plus three and a halfs out there I saw actually right before the game started. So hopefully you got that because you would have still won this bet. But uh, Giants plus three ends up pushing here. Jets win this in overtime. Uh, I saw a stat that with a minute 10 to go in this game, according to ESPN's like FPI data or whatever, they had uh, the Giants had a 99.9% chance to win this game. And somehow uh, they miss a chip shot field goal, even though they should have definitely just gone for it on fourth and one and ended the game or given them worse field position. But they missed the field goal. Zach Wilson has two straight 25-yard plays with no timeouts and 40 seconds left. They tie the game, and obviously they end up winning in overtime. I, I'm Honestly, I'm, I'm really happy we pushed because I, I really thought that once they tied it, I was just waiting for that overtime pick six. I, yep. I was absolutely waiting for it. We... And I, I somewhat feel lucky to push also because uh, Tyrod got hurt right away in this game, if you didn't yeah. watch. Uh, he, he got a rib injury basically immediately in the first quarter, so they brought in this kid, Tommy DeVito. They threw for a net negative nine passing yards. That's right, negative nine net passing yards when you include sacks. I think it was seven total passing yards. They ran the ball like 25 straight times at one point, the Giants did. And they almost held out. The defense almost won them this game, but uh, they ended up giving it away right at the end. So luckily we still got the push. Definitely a really, really frustrating one because uh, it was sitting at 10-7 for a good hour and a half of real time and a whole half of game time, and they just could not hold on right at the end. But is what it is. We'll take the push here, especially with the tie right injury early. I feel like uh, you gotta you got to take those. Yeah. Quick question for you: Where did Tommy DeVito go to college? Oh man, that's he, he's that sounds that sounds like a D two kid. I don't know, but um, <laughs> got to be a D two school, right? He went to Syracuse, so it was D one. Oh, did he? Damn. Yeah. Okay. I I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and they were just like, 
we have all of these like big name, big players in Division One football that just like fizzle out in the NFL right away, and then like you see a second string quarterback get hurt, and then Tommy DeVito rolls in there to you know play third string quarterback for the Giants. It's like it's weird. Like there's like a certain gap between like in college if you're good, you've got to be really good in the NFL because you can't be like just middling to be like a third stringer. For some reason that doesn't work out, but guys like Tommy DeVito and Tyson Bajan and all these other guys somehow find their way onto rosters as uh, third yeah, stringers I don't get and it. backups. Just makes zero sense. Um, let's jump in to my win, one of my two wins from this past week. And luckily got pivoted off of my Houston take. We'll obviously get into that game yeah. in a minute. But uh, Falcons at Titans, Titans plus three. Honestly, I feel not lucky necessarily about this one because I was pretty like pretty confident the Titans were going to be able to at least keep this game close. Did not expect to see what we saw out of Will Levis. You know, I mean, I feel like if anyone would have, they would have hammered this plus three as much as they possibly could. So that was just a nice delight. Honestly, he basically took the game over from a passing perspective. This was never really in question. Obviously, the Falcons had their own issues at quarterback going from uh, Desmond Ritter to Heineke. So I feel extremely lucky. Like I said, I expected this to be low scoring, and I'm just going to take the better, what I feel like was the better coach still, and now definitely probably the better quarterback at least through one week. But a little bit lucky. What were your thoughts on Will Levis and just kind of what he did, the, uh, the spark he brought into this offense? I mean, yeah, he looked really good. Uh, I think he he had a few really impressive throws. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be prescriptive moving forward, but if you're the Titans, I don't see how you possibly don't let just let him ride the rest of the year and see what you got. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a spark for the Titans for sure. I think he may be in for a rude awakening this Thursday against the uh, the Steelers on the road uh, because. When he's faced pressure, this is kind of an ish, his issue coming in from college, is that when he faces pressure, he does not excel. I think he had a 36% completion rate against pressure in this game against the Falcons. He just did not face a ton of it. And uh, he has some really incredible arm talent. He made a lot of really good throws down the field in this one, but we'll see if he's able to keep it going moving forward. But yeah, you're right. Game script, not at all what we thought. But regardless, we, we won this one pretty easily, honestly. Yeah, I feel like he... Like, he does have really good arm talent in the sense that he can really launch the ball downfield, but I feel like it kind of, I don't know, it just looks kind of weird whenever he throws it. Like, it kind of, like, flutters in the air. Like, it's not like like the Allen or Mahomes or Herbert where it just seems like it's on a laser. Like, all of his just kind of seemed like they were all floating. So, it'll be curious to see once you put that on tape if teams are able to adapt rather quickly to that and find ways to you know, play defense maybe a little bit differently also. But worked out this this week for me. So appreciate you, Will Levis. Welcome to the NFL. My next win, I'll just jump to the one Cody mentioned before uh, he started there. Carolina plus three and a half at home against the Houston Texans. Uh, they win this one outright 15 to 13. Uh, was a little bit nervous when the Texans ended up scoring the opening touchdown, went up 7-0. Carolina responded right before the half missed the extra point i was terrified that that was going to end up being the difference in this game just because obviously that extra point is very big deal when you have three and a half that's going to be the difference between a three and a four point game if it comes down to a field goal but uh the panthers ended up kind of just controlling this game for most of it 
once they kicked a couple field goals in the uh, the third quarter, I felt pretty good about it. Even when Houston went up, uh, I was pretty confident in this bet. They, I don't know, I'm not going to say say they figured out C.J. Stroud, but they just came in with a good game plan. Uh, the, the Texans' offense did not do much here, and it was kind of a slog for both teams. Carolina honestly should have won this game by more. They, they missed a ton of red zone opportunities in this one. I believe at least one fourth down in the red zone they didn't convert on. Uh, maybe a missed field goal in there as well. Obviously, they missed an extra point, so... Uh, Carolina ends up winning, uh, getting their first win of the year. I felt pretty good about this call. I kind of uh, thought Carolina might muck it up and, you know, find a way to grind out a win, and that's exactly what they did. So we will take those. Carolina plus three and a half cash. Yes, sir. That was a great call. Um, I If you look at the, the percentage of bets, percentage of money, both the pros and the public were all over Houston as a road favorite. So, Honestly, just a betting philosophy in general is take the home the home underdog and it's going to pan out at that 60, 62% mark that you're looking for. So, great call by Nick. Yeah. I, like you said, honestly, you could have won you could have won this bet going away. The Panthers really kept the Texans in it. Uh, one thing I will mention about this game is I did while listening to other stuff here that I guess teams have been running a specific kind of defense the past couple of games against C.J. Stroud that have kind of slowed him down a little bit. So that is just something to look forward maybe the next couple of weeks, see if that trend continues to where, like I said, you get a little bit of tape on the guy, you get a little bit of his tendencies, and then defenses are able to adapt pretty quickly. So, um, yeah. And they're just a, they're a very big public team right now. A lot of people really like C.J. and what he's brought. So there may be some value on other teams for a couple more weeks before Vegas adapts. Uh, let's jump into my loss of the afternoon. Ravens at Cardinals under 42. Unfortunately, did not get to watch this one. Had some obligations Sunday afternoon, so didn't get to see exactly how so many points were scored. But uh, check my phone at halftime. They were right, you know, basically right at the halfway mark. Check my phone towards the end of the game, and they, they blew it out in the second half. So, again, didn't really see exactly what happened here, whether it was turnover base, short field, or not. But end of the day, ended up taking that loss. Nick, did you have anything from the Ravens-Cardinals game? Were you locked into the Ravens and yeah, Cardinals I, on I, Sunday afternoon? <laughs> not exactly. I was uh, I was in and out of this one, uh, but it, it, this was a pretty bad beat. It was 21-7 to going into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Ravens kicked a field goal to go up 24-7 to with 9.30 left. So you still had uh, 11 points on your uh, total there that you could concede. The, the Cardinals scored a touchdown on 3rd and 15 uh, on their next drive, and then the Ravens ended up uh, running the score up. And then at the end, the Cardinals, incredibly, I actually had the Cardinals plus 10 in some spots, and so they scored a, a late touchdown to make it exactly 10. They missed the two-point conversion because they were down 16. They get the onside kick <laughs> and then uh, drive down the field and kick a field goal with about 20 seconds left uh, to to make it a seven-point game. So thank you, Arizona, for that. The rare onside kick cover uh, for yeah. your boy. Um, wow. On the per- on the personal side of things. But, yeah, obviously, if you would have uh, taken the Cardinals or the Ravens on the line, that would have been very important for you as well. But I think this was a pretty bad beat for you. Just, uh, you know, we had 28 points going into the fourth quarter, and then we had 27 total in the fourth quarter from both teams. So... This will happen sometimes, especially in lopsided games. You know, you just get that prevent defense out there from the Ravens. They allowed a couple exactly. of late touchdowns, yeah. and it is what it is. Uh, bane of underbetters everywhere. So I think you just got to swallow this one and know you probably were on the right side here. 
My next win on the day was uh, New England at Miami. We laid nine and a half for the Dolphins. Um, won this one 31-17. Part of it, I feel like we got a little bit lucky just because this was a seven-point game late. If the Dolphins had gotten a first down, uh, they may have been able to run the clock out. Uh, but they ended up just scoring on a third and short play uh, from distance. So we we got lucky in some ways, but I feel like this deserved to be at least a 10-point game. The Dolphins almost outgained the Patriots 2-1. to one. Uh, The Dolphins had some silly turnovers as well. I think they had, yeah, they had two turnovers to the Patriots 1, uh, something you wouldn't expect from these two teams. So uh, lucky in some ways, unlucky in some. I think overall this is just a pretty good bet. Uh, when you outgain a team 390 to 218, you should expect to win by double digits. Yep, absolutely. Another great call. Um, taking a big favorite. I mean, that takes some stones. So shout out to Nick for uh, for coming through on that one. I mean, that's that is tough to go almost ten points and be able to swallow that and and end up pulling it out. So I, that is awesome. That was my heaviest lean from a personal standpoint today as well. So that was, or I guess on Sunday. So that was a. Uh, I was watching that one pretty with some uh, intensity. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll go through this last one pretty quick. I took the under in another Bears game. Bears at Chargers under 46. That one did hit. Bears. Primetime unders. Yeah. My God. Yeah, 3-0 again. Them. Unless Detroit's playing, they like to hit the overs. But <laughs> they, I, think they're, I think they're 2-1 and one in primetime overs. But uh, Bears at Chargers, again, I, I just had a feeling the Bears – their offense wasn't going to be able to keep it going. The Chargers almost scored too many points, which was my concern when taking this under, but primetime unders hitting at an unprecedented rate. Um, I'll just keep taking them right now, especially these primetime games with lesser teams in them, like we're about to get into going over this next Thursday night football game. So uh, I feel like that one was a pretty easy bet. Nick, I want you to talk about this one as well, because not only did you have a nine and a half point favorite on your betting card, you had an eight and a half point favorite that also hit. Let's get into some Monday Night Football. Yeah, this one, uh, Detroit minus eight and a half, should have won by a lot more. Twenty six fourteen, the Lions end up covering. Uh, outgained the Las Vegas Raiders four eighty six to one fifty seven. Absolute domination from the Lions at home. Basically, exactly what uh, I expected coming into this one. Kind of a get right spot. Dan Campbell against a vastly inferior team. This got bet down to all the way to minus seven. So hopefully you hammered that line when it got there. I don't know what the Sharps were seeing here. I did not understand it, uh, but we will take it. I actually, uh, I, I bought down to six and a half and made my wager at Lions minus six and a half. So I was really never in that much danger. The Lions really tried to get the Raiders to cover this game. They really, really tried. They had a pick six against they had a fumble inside the five that was not a fumble. Uh, the the refs just decided to give the ball to the Raiders, even though he was clearly down, and his forward progress was probably stopped as well. Um, they could not convert in the red zone. Uh, three straight drives in the first half where they just marched down the field and then stall out where they kick field goals. Riley Patterson also missed a 28-yard field goal in this game. That is the Detroit Lions kicker, but we still cover easily. That should tell you all you need to know about how much domination this was from the Lions' side. When you get all those things going against you from a big dog like this, you almost never cover. But uh, when the Lions outplay their competition that thoroughly, it does not matter. 
Yep, I would say Mark Davis said it doesn't matter. It said goodbye, Josh McDaniels, yeah, goodbye. Someone Ziegler, lost their job over it. <laughs> everyone else, yeah. I was about to say, there's, yeah. there's a reason why. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, they were an embarrassment for not only that game, just the entire start of the season. So not surprised at yeah. all to see them gone. All right, Nick, let's jump into our Week 9 preview. Let me... Let me review my teaser real quick before oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. throw out yeah, the week yeah. nine preview. Uh, so that hit as well. So we did, we did well on uh, on the week three, one and one, and then one and a half extra units on the teaser. Tennessee plus nine cashed easily. They just won the game straight up. Cowboys minus 0.5. They blew out the Rams 40 to 23. And then the Lions minus two and a half. Again, a very easy cash there on Monday night. So that teaser absolutely killed it. We're one on one on those so far. We are up a half unit. I will try to keep it coming with those teasers. Uh, Cody, we can now move on to week nine. Yeah, I did lose my, my Oregon State bet, actually, while we're talking about our extras there. So one and one in my college football. Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember to check that. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, and that, that one spelled that bad. A, that one was rough because Oregon State had a pretty good chance to win that game. They were leading going into the fourth did quarter, that. and then they gave up two touchdowns in the fourth and just couldn't answer and ended up kind of – and they lost by more than what the game should like look like if you watch the entire thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I kind of was taking a stand on that one. I thought Oregon State was better than, you know, a lot of the pros did, so that was just kind of rough on my end. But uh, let's let's jump into some Thursday Night Football, and we'll get through some of these pretty quickly here. Um, I don't really know really what to say about this one. Titans at the Steelers. Titans. You can get them between plus two and a half, plus three right now, it looks like. What's your thoughts on this game? Do you have a side you want to take? It's a slight, slight lean to the Steelers. I think uh, Levis is in a prime letdown spot here on the road. Uh, I think if you know he had looked bad against the Falcons or even mediocre, this line would probably be well over three, but I'm not including this in the five. I, I can't. It, there's just too many unknowns here. Uh, this is a really bad secondary in Pittsburgh. And the over-under at 36-and-a-half, I'm tempted. But, uh, again, I think I, I could easily see a defensive touchdown, and I could also easily see a long touchdown from the Titans' side. Uh, so just a really dangerous game to play really anywhere. I think I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, if I was going to bet it, I think I would – I mean, I would avoid this line like the plague because I could see the Titans winning this game going away if Will Levis can have even half the game he had. Uh, this past Sunday, I just don't think the Steelers can keep I'll up. Beat with up them Kenny get... Pickett. Ugh. Yeah, no exactly. Problem. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, if I was going to take one, I would take the underdog here, just because I get it. I could see it being a close game, relatively low scoring. But thirty-six and a half is a low over/under. I mean, yes, I, it is. I'm going to have to avoid it because I'm not going to trust Kenny Pickett when he's fully healthy, let alone when he's a little bit banged up. So. I'm avoiding it for that reason, but I I may end up throwing just a little bit on that over. It just seems too easy to hit that over um, this on Thursday night. Like we said, we've bet a lot of primetime unders. They've got to at least sway back just a little bit. This is such low-hanging fruit. I could see this one just sneaking up into the low 40s overall as a total. Yeah, um, I'm absolutely not playing this game either way. Uh, Steelers might. I think I would take the Steelers if they're under a field goal if I had to, but uh, no thank you. I think this is just yeah. a watch the hilarity ensue on Thursday night between two 
very mediocre teams. Uh, let's go over to Germany, your boys. Uh, this is actually this is kind of this is kind of part of the problem this week. We have four teams on by, a couple good teams, the the Niners and the Lions, and I think there are four really strong Super Bowl contenders left playing on this slate, and they are all playing each other. Or I guess six. There are six strong Super Bowl contenders. All six of them are playing each other. That makes betting this slate very difficult because we have a lot of mediocre teams playing against one another. But uh, regardless, uh, we play uh, in Germany here, Miami at Kansas City. Got to wake up early for this one. I believe it's an 8.30 kickoff uh, in the States or at least Central Time. KC, favored by one and a half. This line has come down fast. I've seen it in minus one in some spots too. Uh, it was, I, I don't know if it opened at minus three, but it was sitting at minus two and a half for a couple days. Uh, and it is down to minus one and a half on my book now. Seeing it at minus one at some places, over under 50 and a half. Uh, Cody, I have a pretty, pretty strong lean here. Uh, I will get your take first as a Chiefs fan, and then I will uh, either back you up or fade your take. But I have a, I have a feeling I'm going to back you up here. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just looking at it. 75% of bets are on the Chiefs. 95% of the money is on the Chiefs, according to the Action Network. That seems a little bit ridiculous to me. Whenever we see the line coming down, I just don't really understand how those numbers kind of weird. work out. Very so, weird. Yeah, very interesting there. So there probably has to be a really smart group or something like that behind the scenes just coming in heavy on the Dolphins. I Maybe it's just I not updated it. yet or something. But, um, yeah, if I try to avoid Chiefs games as much as possible because I don't like having my, my emotional – like a fandom come out as well as you know putting my record of the best bets on the line and stuff like that but if i was going to i would take the chiefs minus one and a half the chiefs are historically pretty good coming off of losses in the mahomes andy reed era uh obviously got pretty much embarrassed last week in denver had five total turnovers couple interceptions the muff punt um defense didn't look fantastic it was just over and all overall an off game whereas the Dolphins are coming off a shellacking of a division rival. So I think you should – there's never going to necessarily be a buy-low spot for the Chiefs. I guess if there was one, it would be coming off a pretty bad loss to the Broncos. But I think the Dolphins are a little bit sell-high. Here's also another just an added layer to this that really throws me for a loop. Dolphins are already in Germany, getting adapted to the time change, all that kind of stuff. The Chiefs aren't planning to fly out till Friday, I believe. I personally like the teams that go there early, get their body adapted to the time zones, get more acclimated. I think that's a little bit easier for you than just going over there two days before and playing the game. So another reason why I'm going to stay away. I think the Chiefs are the smart bet, but I don't I don't have a strong lean either way. What are you thinking? I'm all over Chiefs minus one and a half. I was hoping this thing stayed under a field goal in uh, as far as the line goes. It's moved the other way. I thought we would move towards three. We've gone towards <laughs> the Dolphins instead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is just classic, a really good spot here. Uh, Mahomes off a loss. Uh, you know they're going to be frustrated. Uh, the Miami has struggled in two games this year. It is away from Miami, and it is against good defenses. We have both of those factors in play here as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think in a close game like this, I just trust Mahomes to find a way. Uh, he does not cover big spreads, but he covers short spreads because he wins those games. For so sure. uh, if you're getting it at one and a half, even one, man, I, I find it really hard. This is 
a strong contender for my uh, best bets this week. I, I need to do a little more research. I, I have I have questions about uh, the only things that worry me are the uh, the overseas factor. I don't think Kansas City has played a um, a, a game across the pond yet uh, under Mahomes. I, I could so. be wrong about that. But I don't think they played an international game, so that is a you know somewhat of a complicating factor that has seemed to rattle some teams in the past. But um, yeah, I don't know why this line's moving towards the Dolphins again. I need to look into it a little bit more. But as of right now, just looking at it from a 360 uh, view here, I I love the Chiefs in this spot. I think they are the the better team. They have the better quarterback and the better coach. Uh, even though the quarterback and the coach on the other side are pretty good. Uh, I will take the Chiefs minus one and a half, most likely. I think I would grab this number while it's here, too, because I, I, I think this is going to come back towards three. I, I just don't really understand why, uh, unless there's some injury that I haven't heard about, why this is moving towards the Dolphins. Yeah, I haven't heard of anything either. So, I mean, here in KC, in Chiefs, in Chiefs land, I have not heard anything, uh, either through any of the news sources or anything like that. Um, yeah, you want to go Any ahead. lead on think... the over-under? Uh, 15 and a half. I think it's a pretty good line. I think I'd stay away. I yeah. I I I would take the under if it gets up to 51 and a half because 51's a really key number. There's a lot of scores that are pretty common in football that add up to 51. You know, you have your 31-20s, your 27-24s. Uh, I could go on, but if it gets up to 51 and a half, I think I would trust the the overseas under that has seemed to hit quite often, but uh, I think I'd probably just stay away from it. 15 and a half seems like a good number. I'd just play the Chiefs. I know. I was trying to think of a play on words for the Munich under, but I don't think money yeah, sounds. <laughs> it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> the Lunick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're going to have to workshop that one. Uh, Minnesota yeah. at Atlanta is our next game. Atlanta favored by four and a half points. Minnesota coming off the devastating injury to their starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Cody's former uh, starting quarterback for his fantasy roster. Over under 37 points in this one. I have a very strong lean in this game as well, Cody. Uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go? Uh, I'll go. I'll go first because I'm a little bit more undecided. So I'm gonna see where you stand compared to me. Uh, for me, I would lean the Vi. Man, I don't know. I would lean the Vikings plus the points. I think the Falcons are the overall better team. Uh, but four and a half points is a lot whenever you're having questions about your quarterback. I mean, I there's a chance that Taylor Heineke just also isn't very good. So. I would lean the Vikings. I don't necessarily love putting four and a half points on a rookie quarterback um, or putting my money, sorry, on a rookie quarterback making his first career start. So that's probably going to keep me away from this one, but I just like the Vikings. Honestly, what I really like about the Vikings is uh, their defense. It's a Brian Flores defense. They just rush the passer nonstop. They are relentless about it, and that just completely – flips a game on its head. We saw last week Jordan Love couldn't handle it. They couldn't move the ball for anything. I could definitely see the same thing happening to Taylor Heineke this weekend if they're able to get home. So, I, what's the over-under in this game? 37. Yeah, I was going to say something nasty for sure. I was going to say I like the under, but that's kind of Disgusting. nasty Disgusting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. I ranted a little bit. What's what's your lean? I know you like – what side do you like? Give me the Vikings in the points. Um, this So this was actually in contention to be – I was going to lock this in right now uh, as for sure a best bet. A couple factors have scared me off of it a little bit. I was hoping Ritter would play this game. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have actually announced Taylor Heineke will start. Uh, that 
that I like that for the Falcons. Don't like it as much for the Vikings. I think Heineke is a better option for this Atlanta team. But yeah, all the, all the reasons you mentioned Minnesota, the same reasons I like them. They have a really strong O-line. I know that they have a rookie quarterback making his first start, but Kevin O'Connell is a good coach. Uh, I think he will scheme things up for him. He's not going to ask him to do too much. Hall, uh, Jaron Hall is the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. That's his name. Uh, he can move a little bit too. So he's going to be able to do some, uh, some running, some scrambling. I think they will move the ball okay. I think they can get to 17 points in this one. I think that should be enough to cover this four and a half line. Uh, earlier in the week, it was five and a half too. So I was all over this Vikings line when it was uh, when it was at five and a half. It's down to four and a half. Still like it there. That's a pretty good line. Uh, this Atlanta team does not win games by multiple scores. The first week of the year, they beat the Carolina Panthers 24 to 10. Since then, their three wins by one, by two, by three. Uh, they play close games. They play low-scoring games. So if you're getting four and a half points against them with a team that I think has a better overall roster, in my opinion, especially after the Falcons lost Grady Jarrett. He was their best defensive player. He's out for the year. Uh, I I am taking the Vikings in the points. Uh, this is strong contender for my top five as well. Uh, there are a few other games I like too, though. So I think it's towards the – I think the Chiefs game's higher in the pecking order. Minnesota's around the five range, but it is uh, there's there's a chance this one finds its way in. Yeah. Do you? Well, I mean, if you got Minnesota putting up, I like teasing this probably, game. Teasing this yeah. game a lot. I think if you get this up to ten and a half for Minnesota, there's no way Atlanta wins by more than ten. So I think if I uh, if it doesn't find its way into my top five, there's a very good chance it finds its way into my teaser. It's it's at a really good number right now. We'll see if it comes down. You know, well we'll see if it gets down to three three and a half. I might be might be off of it but uh that would be a pretty far move from where it was yeah absolutely before we move on to the next one 62 percent of tickets coming in on the falcons 62 percent of bets or money sorry coming in on the vikings so pros coming in pretty heavily on the vikings that's where the pro money is that's why that number moved down yeah yeah i so like you had mentioned that there's a lot of really good teams playing each other this week I currently have the Falcons locked in as my survivor pool winner of the week, and I feel so nasty about it. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But maybe we'll we'll make it a little segment. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Let's... Maybe we can discuss as we move on here. If you if you have another game you're considering, let me know. We can we can kind of uh, maybe try to hash it out. There's not a lot of good spots here. I assume the other big favorites you have already used. I would have to imagine. So uh, let's yeah. let's keep it going here, and we uh, we can hash it out. Uh, Arizona Cleveland. Next game on the docket here. Uh, Cleveland favored by eight and a half points at home against the Arizona Cardinals and Clayton Tune most likely. Uh, Kyler Murray still has a chance to play in this game. I think they will hold off one more week and have him start at home against the Falcons. I don't see throwing him out there against Miles Garrett and this Browns defense on the road as the optimal solution for his return from his ACL. Uh, over under 37.5, do you have a lean? Cool. I feel really bad for Clayton, too. Welcome to the NFL. Good luck. There's Miles Garrett. Oh, my Garrett goodness. On the other side yeah. Of you. <laughs> Yikes. That's going to suck. But um, yeah, I. It'll depend on what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Not that I really think he's worth that much more than P.J. Walker is right now as a quarterback, but I would lean taking the Cardinals plus the points. The Browns don't necessarily blow out a lot of teams either. They typically muck up games and keep them pretty close. I just This is another one where it's just, gosh, we just got to keep keep reiterating the same thing with these backup quarterbacks. I just don't love 
putting my money in a rookie quarterback making his first start against a defense that's been really good. Um, yeah, I'm probably I, I don't I'm not I'm gonna have a tough time getting to five games. I might just lock in five unders and, <laughs> and just roll the odds this week with you all these backups that are playing this week. Um, yeah, yeah, I I would lean the Cardinals, but probably looking to stay away. Ninety percent of bets on the Browns, thirty nine percent of money on the Cardinals. So there's a slight lean of pro money coming in on the Cardinals, but I think that just has to do with uh, how big the spread is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with this kid Tune coming into Cleveland, uh, that with not a lot around him, a, a below average offensive line, below average weaponry, um, this is a tough rough. situation. I think I would slightly lean towards just taking the points and hoping this Cleveland defense scores me a touchdown and covers this line, but I would not play it. What I would do, however, and what I probably will do, another game that works out very well for a teaser, I'd take Cleveland down to two and a half and trust them to win this game at home with that elite defense against, uh, again, yeah, Clayton Toon, the former Houston, uh, what are the Houston Cougars, right? Yeah, he, the yep. former Houston Cougar making his first career start on the road in a really tough environment. Uh, so, yeah, I think this thing, as long as it stays at nine or under, has a very good chance of making its way into my teaser, but I will not be playing this line straight up. That is fair. Uh, over under 37 and a half. I, Again, I no thank you because split. of the defensive touchdowns. Uh, I, yeah. I just I see one happening very easily on either side, really. P.J. Walker's been prone to turnovers. Uh, we've seen it. Really bad one at the end of the game against the Seahawks. They should have won that game. Yeah. Um, really glad I didn't put that in my five last week. Holy crap, I might not even have gotten on this pod. That was plus three and a half. They <laughs> lost by four. They should have won the game, but... Um, yeah, I, I think I like the Cleveland Browns in a teaser as long as it stays under nine, and I'm just staying away from the rest of it. I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's get on to the next one. Rams at Packers. Packers favored by three points at home. Over-unders, 38-and-a-half. Another backup quarterback here. Most likely going to be Brett Rippon. That's what this line is telling you. Uh, Stafford's injury not as bad as initially feared. A sprained UCL in his thumb. Uh, but he's probably going to miss this week since they have their bye next week. Would make a lot of sense for them to rest him. Uh, Cody, you go ahead with this game. I think this can be a quick one. I think I am just staying away completely. I have no read on Brett Rippon in this offense, but I cannot trust this Packers team for anything right now, especially giving points. Yeah, exactly. Um, I... Yeah, I'm just going to tell you what, what the Action Network is telling me. I don't have any kind of a read for this game whatsoever. Yeah, let me hear it. What are the sharps saying? Another backup quarterback versus another bad quarterback. I mean, just garbage. So 61% of bets coming in on the Packers, 64% of money coming in on the Packers. So looks like a little so bit of money <laughs> coming in on the Packers. But it's not even – it's like you said, it's more of a lean, you know, when we're looking at yeah. that small of a percentage versus – uh, just a full-on all-in on these guys. So uh, just avoid this game. There's, there's no reason. Yeah. You don't you don't want to watch this game, so don't put money on it to force yourself to watch it. Just find yeah. something better in the time slot to, to watch and bet on. I, Brett Rippon versus Jordan Love with a Packers team that just sold their best corner – or not the, sorry, not their best cornerback, a good cornerback. Uh, and then the Rams team that – I thought they could have been a little bit more players. I thought they should have made a couple of trades at the trade deadline, maybe moved off a couple of their big names if they could, but they did not do anything. So I, I, I maybe just 
take the yeah, that is true. I didn't maybe just take the points with the Rams just because you're getting points against what I think is a pretty rough Packers team right now. But you know, this is also another one of those just ultimate buy low spots for the Packers. I'm surprised to see 63% and 61% of bets on them. So avoid it. Find something else to bet on. This one probably is nowhere near my top five. Yeah, over under 38 and a half. Again, I, I just, I'm not playing this because I just have no read on Brett Rippon and this Rams offense. Sean McVay's a really good coach. Maybe he comes in and just schemes against a mediocre to bad defense in Green Bay and yeah. is able to put up 21, 24 points and, you know, cash this over. Or Brett Rippon could just play an egg because he's Brett Rippon. So uh, I am just avoiding this game altogether. The less eyeballs on this game, I think the better. So don't make yourself watch this one, like Cody said. Washington at new england another absolute barn burner here the patriots getting three and a half points at home somehow over under 40 and a half this line stinks to high hell cody they they these these motherfuckers they know something we don't man there's no there's no way this fucking patriots team should be getting three and a half points how how are they getting three and a half points in any game I know the Commanders just sold off a couple pieces, but their pass defense is already horrible. Uh, they sold off a couple pass rushers. I don't think it's going to make it that much worse. I, I mean, is Mac Jones going to be able to take advantage of it? I, I my Every bone in my body is telling me I should be taking the, pan, uh, the Commanders plus three and a half, but this just smells like Vegas knows something we don't. So uh, what do you think? I'm right there with you. There is there's no way the, the Patriots should be favored by – anything more than three points against any team in the NFL right now. Um, you do get Belichick against a young quarterback. He does tend to win a lot of games in that situation. Like you said, you do know you no longer have a Chase Young. You no longer have Montez Sweat on that defensive line for the commanders. Their secondary's been torturable. So without that pass rush, you'd expect to see the Patriots be able to do something. Yeah, this is it. If I am going to bet this game, which I'm I'm going to see where the line falls when we record our next one. I like the Patriots minus the points. This just seems like a game really? they're going to find a way to win. They're oh, going to get wow. – they have the better coach. I I don't trust – I don't have Do they? any trust in Sam Howe going into, into uh, New England and being able to do anything against Belichick's defense, no matter how depleted it is. I think he has something schemed up for him. And yeah, I, I would I'd eat the points in the Patriots if I had to bet it right now. Three and a half. I can't believe they're getting the hook in this game. Uh, yeah, I, I would, wanted to get to three. You have, I, you I have bigger balls have... than I do. Yeah, I I wouldn't I touch wanted it. To get to three uh, I think so actually, bad. yeah, it that it would make me feel a lot better at three, but I, I'm still staying away myself. Over unders forty and a half. I actually I think that's where my play would be. Take the under here. I know the Commanders' defense is really bad, but. Patriots offense is horrible. I don't see them being able to take advantage of it to, you know, a degree that's going to cover most of this spread. And then, like you said, if Sam Howell struggles on the road against a, a good uh, defensive mind and Bill Belichick, then I think 40 and a half is a little too high. I, I would have thought this was closer to 37, like the, you know, Minnesota Atlanta game, uh, the Rams Green Bay game, Arizona Cleveland. All of those are a couple points lower. Sort of an odd, uh, odd thing to me. I don't know. What did you think? Again, this is just another one where I think I think Vegas just has a feeling that no, the, the general yeah. public's not going to. I, another one that okay. I would think the under is just an easy bet. You just place it and forget about it and never really have to sweat it. But 
It just seems like when those those lines are hung just a point or two higher, they just seem to they seem to be baiting you in to take the under. So yeah, I probably would avoid it, but I agree with you. Like as we see here today, I w- I would not bet on either of these teams to get over twenty points. It's just when Vegas is hanging the high, the line that high, it just gives me that feeling that they know that something's going to happen that the general public yeah, this, is not. This expecting. game stinks stinks to high hell i think i'm just gonna avoid it completely and uh you know that another game where you just don't make yourself watch it in my opinion maybe cody yeah, will play it because he's an absolute sicko but um you know i, I think in, you, you gotta have a real our, uh tune into our pick show <laughs> so you can hear me talk good about the patriots for two minutes listen if you if you, if want you, if you call this game <laughs> and you're right i yeah you deserve two wins for that one uh, Chicago at New Orleans. Uh, the Saints favored by eight and a half points in this one. Over unders forty one. Ooh, I get another really bad feeling in this game, Cody. Um, I'm not touching the line. By the way, uh, I can't trust this Saints offense to cover an eight and a half point spread. They looked good against the Colts last week, but that's the first time all year they've really had a cohesive game. Um, and you're obviously, it's are you going to bet on Tyson Bajan on the road against a good defense after he just looked horrible against a bad defense? I don't think so, uh, but I have a weird feeling the Bears are going to win this game, Cody. I don't know why. I have no clue why. I think I might sprinkle Bears money line. It has. I'm not putting it in the best bets. It's not making it into my teaser, uh, so you won't hear about it on the show. But just, just if we come back here for the recap show in Week Nine, just you heard it here first. I have a weird gut feeling the Bears are going to win this game. Yeah, that's the NFL, man. You just never know what can happen any given week. That's what makes the NFL so amazing. That's what makes people like Nick and I want to talk about it on a weekly basis. You just never know what can happen, and that's what's that's again the best part of it. Um, I was going to ask, do you think that the Saints are a better survivor pool option than the Falcons? But after I think they are. I think they are. I, I listen. Don't my weird gut feeling aside. I think you have to take the eight and a half yeah. point spread here against Tyson Bajan at home. I think Derek Carr could, you could direct snap this ball to Taysom Hill and run it every play, and the Saints would still be favored by three points. So, um, I think you got it. You got to take the Saints over the Falcons, especially because the Saints aren't some juggernaut team that you're like looking to use at some point later in the year. This is a pretty good spot for them. Uh, That's you know, true. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe my weird gut feeling will push you off of them, but I think you you got to take the Saints over the Falcons. I, I think the the you know the Saints have a much better roster than the Bears, and I don't think I don't know if that's true of the Falcons and the the Vikings. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. What was the over next game? Under, oh, 41. Over under forty one. Eh, yeah, probably. It seems high too, yeah. but that one does seem high. Sounds... God, I want to bet the under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'd lean under here, but this is another one where Bajan could throw a pick six or, you know, the Saints offense could just click against a really bad defense and score 30 and just kind of cover this line on their own. So I don't know. I don't have a strong Fair. lean either way uh, straight up, but I don't know. Sprinkle a little bit on the Bears money line. Just 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 follow me off this clip. Uh, Seattle at Baltimore is our next game. Baltimore favored by five and a half at home over unders 44 uh i definitely lean seattle here and the points uh i don't know if it's going to make it into my five i don't like betting against baltimore in baltimore but they seem to play a lot of close games the detroit lions game notwithstanding uh that's kind of been the only time they've really clicked on all cylinders on offense so 
Uh, the Seattle team is really good. I think both these teams are really again. This is this is probably the you know the fourth best game with the seventh and eighth best teams of the week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised Baltimore's catching five and a half. What do you think? I am also surprised Baltimore's catching five and a half, but Lamar has a very good record against NFC teams. I'm pretty sure it's okay. like 16 and 2, 17 and 2, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. They just don't ever get to see him, so the game plan is not, yeah. as, not all the way there. You get the Seahawks traveling all the way across the country. That always plays a little bit of a factor when making these lines. So, um, yeah, I my general lean would be to take the points with the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are actually a really good team. I think they're sneaky a contender in the NFC if they can get things rolling. Geno's always going to hold them back just a little bit. But they just added um, – it's not Dexter Leonard Williams. Lawrence. Leonard Williams, thank you. Yes, they added Leonard Williams to their defensive line. So already a pretty good unit, getting a little bit better there for the Seahawks. Um, but I I probably still lean I, – I would lean the Seahawks in the points and just take the – what I conceive to be a, a really good team getting points, but I'm probably looking to avoid this one if I can because I could just see Lamar having another Lamar-type day against an NFC team. Uh, according to the Action Network, 53% of bets are on the Ravens. 73% of the money is on the Seahawks. So we're seeing a lot of wow. money coming in on the Seahawks. <laughs> kind of, you know, a lot of them must be believing what Nick is seeing as well. I just... Yeah. A little worrisome when you see Lamar's record against NFC teams. Yeah, it's yeah that scares me. That was a good stat. Yeah. Makes sense, I, too. I, I Just like from a football perspective, I can just see it. So, yeah, I don't know. That kind of scared me off of it a little bit. Might make its way yeah. into my five, but it'll be number five if it does. I think there are a couple games I like a little bit more. Uh, over-under is kind of tough, too. It's 44. It's been going up. I feel like if Baltimore wins, this is the over because their offense will be clicking. They'll score, yep. you know, 30 of these 44 points. Uh, if the Seahawks are able to keep it close, it'll probably hit the under, but uh, it's it's a coin flip to me in my head right now, so I, uh, I'll probably just stay away from the lines and enjoy watching one of the two or three good games on the afternoon. Uh, Tampa Bay at Houston is our next game. Houston favored by two and a half points at home against the Bucks. Over-under is 40. Another game I have a pretty, pretty strong lean. Uh, this one has a good chance of making it into my five, Cody. What say you? Ooh, uh, for me, ooh, I'm curious to see which way you lean because Vegas is you want me to go first on this game. Yeah, let's see what you got first. Give me the bucks and the points, baby. Uh, CJ Stroud seems like he might have hit that rookie wall like you talked about earlier. Um, this is a really good Tampa Bay defense. I know their past defense has been suspect lately, but they played a couple pretty good opponents. I don't know if CJ Stroud and the Texans are on that level. Uh, if they are going to be able to take Damian Pierce in the run game completely out of this one and make them one-dimensional, that could be troublesome against a Todd Bowles-led team that is good at uh, creating turnovers. And this Houston defense is just pretty mediocre across the board. I think the uh, the weapons in the Bucks receiver room should be able to do pretty well against this Houston secondary. If Baker does not just completely blow this one for us, I think Tampa Bay could win this one outright, and we're catching two and a half. I will. I hope we get this up to three because, like you said, Houston's a pretty public team. I think this could get bet to three. If it gets there, it's almost a lock for my five. Yep. So I'm looking. It looks like you can get it 
uh, at three at some books right now. I'm trying to see. If Excellent. I can pull up it's already moving. Which ones Let's do it. It is, but I can't right now because my internet's being a little slow. Ah, here we go. Where's so yeah, I would, I would wait this one out. I don't think this is going to drop to two or one and a half. So I think you no, could wait until Sunday and get it at two and a half still. And uh, yeah, so we, we might be able to get this one at three by Saturday. We'll uh, we'll wait and see, but hopefully. If it gets up to a field goal, this will be in my five. I'm locking that uh, that take in there right now. Yep, for sure. So if you are in a state where betting is legal, FanDuel has it at plus three right now. So if you want to lock in go. a full field go goal, FanDuel. go right ahead. Uh, DK and BetMGM are still at two and a half. But the uh, pros are coming in a little bit on the Texans. It's not a strong lean. It's only 58% of the money coming in on the Texans. But... That is probably why we see it going up to three at some books like FanDuel. So I would, uh, I'd actually expect that line to probably get up to three at most books by the weekend if we keep seeing the same, uh, the same kind of money coming in on the Texans. So I don't hate it. I've gotten burned a couple times on the Buccaneers, but I think I took them against a really good team in the Lions, which was just a bad beat on my part. Uh, I think taking them against a relatively equal team in the Texans getting points um Houston doesn't have a major home field advantage by any means so I I like it quite a bit actually um a little bit more experience with Baker than CJ so and I think I don't know the Bucks probably have a little bit better it's just a good matchup I think the Bucks match up pretty well with this Texans team uh yeah, anyway, uh, we we will probably include that one in one of our five as long as it does not move towards the Bucks in any major way, which I don't foresee. Indianapolis at Carolina, uh, one of the only two road teams this week catching points. That is the Colts favored by two and a half points in this one uh, in, the, uh, in Carolina, over-unders 44. This is my favorite bet on the board right now, Codes. We are riding with our Panthers plus two and a half right now. I loved, loved, loved it at three. I, Man, I hope it goes back up to three, but it won't. It won't. It's only going to come towards the Panthers. I think they should be yeah. fa- favored in this game. There are so many good narratives here. Frank Reich against his old team. Uh, Bryce Young in this offense kind of figured some things out. I know they only scored 15 points, but... They were in the red zone, like I said, repeatedly uh, against that Texans team. Just could not punch it home. If they score one extra touchdown there, that that uh, that total kind of feels a lot different. So uh, I like the way this offense looked a lot last week. And you get Gardner Minshew on the road and you get points. This is just a really good spot for the Panthers. Give me Carolina plus two and a half. Yeah, I know that he, you know, you got to look at these teams, these matchups, everything when you're making these lines. It would be so hard for me to ever make Gardner Minshew a favorite. He just does not ever on the road as a favorite no, in the NFL. No, no, no. Factoring on the road, I mean, just all these other yeah. stats you could throw out about home underdogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You did make a really good point about the the line's not going to move in the Panthers' favor. I would agree with that. Sixty three percent. No, I think of bets. I think it will Panthers. move towards the Panthers. I think is what is that what you're saying? You, you think it's going to get up to? I like, think it'll move three. No, no, no. I'm saying it move. It'll move okay. a, like towards the Panthers, as in like it should. It'll probably go oh, down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I get, I get where your verbiage is now. There, yeah, we got yeah, we got so mixed up there, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you're gonna. So I think I think I'm betting are, it all the way down to one personally. Ooh, 
Okay. All right. I love the confidence. I take it at plus one. Honestly, it'll, but it'll be in the five at plus one, but we'll see. You've you've been on this for a couple of weeks now with the Panthers. They have no reason to lose. All they need to do is yeah, get Bryce exactly. Young better and be better as a team to build towards the future. They have no incentive to tank for the number one overall pick whatsoever. So, yeah, I would keep I would keep hammering the Panthers if you're getting them at home uh, against. Again, another pretty rough team in the Colts getting points. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, As I was saying, 63% of bets on the Panthers, 62% of money. So you're probably going to see this come down to plus two, maybe even plus one and a half. But like Nick said, he'll take it all the way down to plus one. So the confidence is there for the Panthers, as everyone was expecting to hear. Got to ride the hot hand. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Giants at Raiders, our next game. Raiders by one and a half here, over under 37. No, 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 Cody. I Executive decision, you are, no one's playing this game on this pod. I, I, don't, I don't care what points you bring to the table here. We have a Raiders team with a new coaching staff. We have a Giants team that are the Giants. Uh, if you want to mess with the under, I might actually be okay with that, but... I don't know. Talk, talk me into it, I guess, but I, I am just staying away from this game completely. I, I have no clue what to expect here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stay away from this game so that way I never have to pay attention to it on Sunday. Because you yeah. know it's not oh, going to come man. up on red zone very often. Avert your eyes. Um, not only do you have a new coaching staff taking over for the Raiders, but they are also committed to playing Aiden O'Connell. So that just gives you even a little bit more uh, hesitation. <laughs> Um, here's here's my only caveat to this whole thing. If Daniel Jones plays and you can get the line before it moves that he's in, I would take the points with Daniel Jones playing. Just you're getting the much better quarterback, as nasty as that is to say. Um, if he doesn't end up playing and you want to take the Raiders, the a lot of teams do have a good history of when the toxic environment firing gone. Bump. Yeah. Yeah, the post-firing bump, everyone comes out and plays because you know that it's just the vibe's different and everything like that. So there's ways to get talked into this game, but don't waste your money on it. Just avoid this game. Let's let's watch some better football. The 3 o'clock window has a couple of decent games. You can root for the Panthers. You can watch the NFC East showdown. I don't know why you'd want to put money on this matchup. Cowboys at Eagles, baby. This is the, uh, well, like maybe the game of the week. There are three really, really good games this week, and then a whole lot yep. of nothing after that, like we've mentioned. Uh, Eagles, three-point favorites at home against the Cowboys, over-unders 47. Uh, codes, I'll let you go first. I will be honest off the top. I do not have a strong lean here. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm curious to see how Bayard changes the secondary for the Eagles, if they can be a little bit better against the pass. If they can, that makes me a little bit lean their way, but we're not going to know that until probably after this game. As we see here tonight, I would take the points in the Cowboys. I just, I'm a big fan of this Cowboys team. They finally are doing what they need to do and just finding a way to get the ball into their best player's hands and CeeDee Lamb, which I just love to see. Um, but they're going on the road. It's going to be, you know, in the link. You got 71% of tickets on the Eagles, 64% of money. 
So the pros are a little bit split on this one as well. So not a strong lean. Um, I, I, I like what I've seen from the Cowboys, but every time they give me something that I like, they just blow it up and just put up an absolute stinker. So I like the Cowboys as we see here tonight. I'm going to listen to some other podcasts, some other pros, see how they feel about this game. Um, but not a super strong lean. What do you, I, what are you thinking? I mean, from a ro- I, I, I totally agree. From a roster perspective, I want to take the Cowboys. I think on the field, uh, just from a talent perspective, they match up pretty well with the Eagles. Uh, both of them have elite defenses. I think the Cowboys is slightly better right now. Uh, the Eagles probably have a slightly better offense, but they have a banged-up Jalen Hurts. He is clearly hobbled. He is not going to uh, be able to use his legs like he normally would. Uh, he was limping around in Washington this past week. He made it work through the air, but uh, that worries me against a better defense. Uh, but, yeah, I did, you're taking the, the worst coach and the worst quarterback on the road in a divisional game. I wish I was getting three in the hook. That might that might lean me towards the Cowboys, but there's almost no way this makes it into my five. I think I'll just sit back and enjoy the game myself. Yeah, well, we know – we know if you're watching it with Lana, you'll have some emotional investment in it if there's no oh, financial investment oh yeah. in it. So, absolutely. It'll be emotional investment regardless, yes. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Over-under 47 seems pretty high. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that under hit. Um, this isn't a primetime game, but if you look at the 3 o'clock window, it's definitely the standout game in that window. So, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this one, and for some reason, I could just see this kind of being a mucked-up game. Uh, under 47 is definitely going to be a consideration for me. It, Yeah, it seems good. It was at 46, and it's moved up, though. So I'd, I'd be interested to see where the, the money's coming in because uh, there are apparently some sharp betters on the over here. That kind of scares me off of it without uh, digging into it any deeper. But uh, for now, I think I am just staying away from the line. I'm going to let the sharps tell me where to lean here if it moves one way or another. And then um, the over under, yeah, it just it seems like a pretty good line. I, I think I think I could see this being you know a twenty seven twenty type of game, twenty four twenty one right around here. So I think uh, there are some other games I've already mentioned that I I like better. Uh, so we'll just we'll just enjoy this one. This should be a really really good game. Buffalo at Cincinnati, uh, your Sunday night game, the last of the Super Bowl contenders uh, to play uh, on this slate. Cincinnati favored by two points at home, over under, all the way up to 49 and a half in this one. I think we're probably riding a primetime under once again here, but uh, Bengals, two-point favorites at home against the Bills, Cody. Uh, Where do we lean? Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. And if this is under three points, I will lock it in now as one of my locks of the week. Um, I love the Bengals in this spot. I think they are – I mean, I think we saw a team play this last week that are – their quarterback's finally healthy. Their team's finally getting it back together. This isn't the Bengals we saw before the bye where they could barely beat the Seahawks and they were struggling each game on offense. I like what I'm seeing now. I think that, you know, they, they gave it to the 49ers pretty well. Joe Burrow looked incredible. Um, actually, I don't know if you saw this clip. I just saw it one time, but Joey Bo- no, I'm sorry, Nick Bosa and Joe Burrow met in the middle of the field. And Nick Bosa goes, you made our bye week a hell. But if I had to lose to anybody, I'm glad it was you. So <laughs> I just <laughs> nice. thought that was pretty funny that he admitted that it's going to be a rough week for him. But 
Uh, yeah, I also just don't yeah, have a lot of love for the Bills. I think that the Bills are a very roller coastery team. If this is a game where Josh Allen is coming out and he's just slinging the ball all over the place, I'll feel like I'm pretty dead in the water as the as that's happening. But I expect him to be the typical roller coaster that he is. I think the Bengals come in. You know, they're gonna be probably up by a field goal to a touchdown with the Bills having a chance to answer, and I think the Bengals end up getting it done. I see it being pretty close, but. I like the Bengals. I mean, you're basically Vegas isn't even giving you the home field advantage of three points right now. So I I think the Bengals are the better team at home, and I I don't even have to give up three. So that's a pretty easy bet for me. Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you. I don't have quite as strong of a lean towards the Bengals just because I'm scared by Josh Allen. He is, you know, he can kind of just break these sort of equations. But for sure, um, yeah, I think. You, you kind of nailed it on the head. I think uh, these Cincinnati and Buffalo offenses probably equal out to a degree. They're both really good. They're both clicking pretty well right now. And I'll take the Bengals defense over the beat-up Bills defense right now, and the Bengals have home field. So I think it's pretty easy from a macro level there. I'd probably lean Bengals as well. I don't know if it's going to make it into my five again. I just don't like giving points to an excellent quarterback uh, as one of my you know, five best bets of the week, especially because there are some that I have already – given out that I like quite a bit. So uh, I think I'll probably sprinkle the bangles and mostly just enjoy this one and maybe let you uh, use this in your five. But I think, I think you're right. I think the bangles are the, the right side here. Absolutely. Uh, the Chargers. Forty-nine and a half. Forty-nine and a half. That's high. Maybe. Let's go. Yeah. See another one though, that was, it was 48. It's got bet up to 49 and a half. I'd like to see if that's public or pro money. Um, so yeah, we'll yeah, just have to see. But let's see what we're yeah, looking at. That, maybe they're just because uh, I could see a 27-24 game here. Damn, what? 82% what of it? tickets on the over, 90% of the cash on the over wow. as well. Pros Man. are on this over. Okay. Dang. Yeah. If you want to take the under, I would just go ahead and wait. <laughs> let it let it be bet up. Oh, it's even definitely more than gonna this. go up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let it go up to 51. We I, I mentioned that earlier with that Chiefs game. That's a really key number. So if you get to 51 and a half, I think that's when you hammer that under. Uh, Chargers at Jets is your Monday night game. Chargers coming off a beatdown of Tyson Bagent and the Chicago Bears at home. The Jets coming off the miraculous win in the New York Bowl against the Giants. This is another game I absolutely love one side, Cody. Uh, I think you can probably already guess where I'm going here, but uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, if it's if it's at three and a half, are you going on the Jets side? Oh, please. Yeah, at three, I am all over the Jets. This is a classic letdown spot from the Chargers after they look so good against a bad defense. Yeah. Uh, this Jets team has played really well against excellent quarterbacks so far this year. Josh Allen struggled. Jalen Hurts struggled. Patrick Mahomes has struggled. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, this Chargers team has really just not shown up against good defenses, and this might be one of the best in the uh, the NFL here on the road, traveling cross-country. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty easy one for me. I'm taking the Jets plus three. I'm hoping it stays at three. I think the public won't let this one be bet down because they just see Justin Herbert or Zach Wilson, and they're all over Justin Herbert, but... Uh, please, please stay at three because uh, that's a really key number with this Jets defense. You're, you know you're going to get a low-scoring game. I like the under of 40, too. It was at 41.5. It's gone down. I think it'll keep going down. I'd take uh, take the under as well. Yeah, and for again, for the betters in 
states where it is obviously legal. Uh, DraftKings and FanDuel are both hanging a three and a half right now. So if you are listening to this as it's come out on Thursday morning, go snag that one, worst case scenario. If you don't bet anything else, I think that's a good one to grab. Uh, 70% of tickets on the Jets, 88% of the money on the Jets as well. So uh, there is a very, very strong lead to lean to the Jets side and I do agree with it as well. This is going to be a big-time letdown spot for the Chargers. I'm probably going to go into this Monday night football game down about 30 fantasy points per the usual, and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are probably going to let me down. So I will will just take my bet on the Jets just for my own emotional hinge whenever I lose another fantasy football match. Yeah, the happiness edge, classic. Always love it. Uh, This is a good spot for a teaser, too. I think I like the Jets yep. at plus nine here. That there's no, I I don't see a way that the uh, the Chargers go in and blow them out unless you know Zach Wilson gives them a pick six, which is certainly possible. But um, you know, I think the the Jets have kind of done a good job of really really limiting his impact on the game and just kind of focusing on Brees Hall, short throws, and you know forcing the ball to Garrett Wilson. Absolutely. Well, uh, that will wrap up the games for week nine. We will be back. Uh, we haven't figured out exactly which day we're going to record yet, but either Friday or Saturday, the Best Bets episode will be live. So make sure to check that out. If you don't already follow us on socials, you can find those in the descriptions below. That will give you both my Twitter, my Instagram, and the FanTC Facebook are where I post the graphic every single week. So if you don't, you know, if you can't listen to the podcast a week, you don't get to a certain bet or whatnot, you can always check the socials Sunday morning. And you will at least see that graphic out there and let us know, let you know where we're at for each of our five bets. Um, And if you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Help the boys out. No reason not to help us grow. We would much appreciate it. Uh, Nick, any last comments before we head out of here? Go Tigers, baby. Go. Go Tigers. Yeah. Go. Oh, well. It will definitely be out before Saturday morning because I am going to watch the game somewhere, so I'm going to have to get there early. So, yes, and yeah. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hide this one at all. My college football lock of the week is Mizzou plus whatever points you can get because the points are not going to matter. Clip this one and put it up Tigers, on social. Take it Mizzou home. money line. Fuck the dog. We're shocking the world. We're beating the Georgia Bulldogs, and we are running our way through the SEC East. And then we are going to take down Alabama in the championship game. And it's going to be glorious. So uh, get on the bandwagon now while you can, because we are coming. (laughs) Seats are limited. All right. Seats are limited. There's not many tickets left, boys and girls. Get on. Yep, let's do it. All right, Nick, I will talk to you. We'll get our bets locked in before the weekend. Everyone have a great Thursday. Peace out. Peace. Oh, forgot the